I'm Elisa Mortensen, and this is Undo Redo. Let's take a look at all the things that happen in life that we would like to undo and have a chance to redo. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode three. I'm calling this one a selfish identity. I hope you enjoyed my story in the last podcast, the 2.5 version. I had a great response and such great feedback. So thank you to all of you and you know who you are. I may share more of my stories um, often throughout this podcast to just help make these like teachings more relatable. So episode one and two walked us through and opened us up to where we get to go next, how we define ourselves in each role that we have. Um, in order to do that, we had to address where we were currently and what we currently believe and what we honestly value. Identity encompasses the values we hold. Identity is all the experiences that we've had, so many relationships and memories and what we have made them mean about us, that becomes our identity. So this gets selfish now because identity is not doing or being what others want you to do or be. I was thinking about if I was what my kids wanted me to be. You know, I would be funding their lives. There would be endless shopping sprees, uh, cooking every meal or, you know, eating whatever they wanted. Although we do share some meals together and we go shopping and take vacations, I do not see myself providing the most value to anyone involved, either of us, by doing all that. I choose to love and support them in less superficial ways. Think of all the ways your parents would have influenced you or had you done something that they wanted you to do. It just doesn't work. You have to be you and this is based on decision. Now the root word of decision, like the definition of it, if you broke it down into its little segments, means to cut off everything except what matters most. It's what you want to be, not what they want you to be. So if we make decisions, we need to be looking to the future for this, okay? So it's not what the past has been because it's, it's like, what are you being called to do in your situations? in each role that you have. The reason we're looking to the future for this is because it's not what you have been doing, it's it's what you're going to be doing and how you will be showing up as. And there's a decision to cut off everything except for what matters most in your situation. Think about what or who you are in charge of. So two questions here. What are you being called to do in your situation? And what and who are you in charge of? There's a little hint here where only the things that are yours to change is what you get to decide on. Everyone else gets to decide and choose to change when and how they would like to. So decide how you want to show up regardless of how or what they're doing or what other situations are going on. That is your identity. Okay? So you are the total sum of your own reactions. 
we need to fight for kind of a pure selfishness in the roles that we have. So throughout this podcast, there's this little, you know, exercise that I have. Um, think about the roles that you play and, and really put in perspective how you want to show up in each scenario. You are a spouse, you're a parent, you're a son or a daughter, a sister or brother, a provider, a coworker, a friend, a caregiver, you're a U.S. citizen. Okay, there are many roles that we play. So you now have an opportunity to undo the way you have been showing up in some of these roles. We are redoing them all right now. Okay, this alone can be life-changing. So if you take the time to write these down, just take five or ten minutes. Define and decide. Decide, decision being, cut away everything. Um leaving only what matters most, who you want to be in each role from now on. I'll give an example because in early parenting, I would have defined myself as like a protector and a, you know, referee, a disciplinary, like enforcer of obedience and, you know, a teacher and a boss and a friend and a savior and stuff like that. But now in parenting, I see myself as a consultant. You know, they can take my vice, they can leave my vice, and they're going to do what they ultimately want to do. And we have boundaries in place and consequences, of course. But I'm also a helper as needed, you know, a cheerleader for my kids, a supporter, a lover of them, and the, a gatherer, the more the merrier, you know, the provider of family fun and memories. That's the way I see myself now. So those would be... and. We need to separate our behaviors, you know, from ourselves because sometimes we don't show up well, but also the people in our lives, they are them and they are truly lovable no matter what, just like we are. And we separate them from their behaviors. So why does it matter? Why does any of this matter? Why do we need to have an identity? Why do we need to define who we are in each role? It matters to do this because when I saw myself as an enforcer or the demander of respect in my home, my actions aligned with this belief and I showed up as someone who seemingly was against them. You know, I, I talked about us separatedly um, having control over them. It was very disapproving and it had a bit of withdrawing of love because there was anger and it was loud, which it can get out of balance and we can come across in, a, in the wrong way if we are needing to feel better by demanding everyone do what we say. As I mentioned in one of the podcasts, it, it brings about division because we're acted, acting dividedly. We can definitely observe me in those moments if someone was to watch me, you know, I'm that person's enemy. Why does it matter if we're seemed like someone else's enemy or not um, by the way we are acting out? If you think about how someone has impacted you either positive or negatively in your life, how has that influenced your decisions and your behaviors because of them? Taking a close look at our own responses helps us to build a strong sense of self. We can observe, we can observe ourselves when we're not lining up with the behaviors we would like to have. We can apologize and, and adjust ourselves being an observer of our own responses to the way people are behaving around us and things that are going on 
allows us to put distance of an extra few seconds, just that little bit of awareness in between us and our reaction. It takes away the automatic response part. And doing this pr promotes growth in that area and change towards the direction we'd like to go. If you remember, we talked about without forcing anything, you can choose things. So it's a decision, a cutting away of everything except for what's most important. This way we practice putting an end to what wasn't working and we interrupt it as soon as we remember to, wherever we are in the cycle. Maybe you finished the cycle. Maybe you've just started into it. But whenever you do remember, it takes feeling some bravery and some courage, which has some discomfort and is definitely new to us to step out of something that we're just used to doing. Blaming is so much easier, right? There's no ownership in it. Something or someone made you. And if you're blaming and something or someone made you, then there's no power to change. The power is no longer yours. You gave it up to the situation. Mind management in this way, it isn't an absence of negative emotion. And our goal here isn't to eradicate or avoid all negative feelings and thoughts. It's allowing yourself to notice and observe the ne negative reactions and emotions that you have and take ownership of them and decide to stick to a bigger, more important plan that you made towards a better connection and better growth for yourself. In the beginning, we internalize what our parents' examples are. And I mean in the beginning as in when we first are starting out in life, in the very beginning, we internalize our parents' examples, okay? So there's been no blank slate for us to work with. That's why we need to take notice of where we are, which we did in episode one, and talk about what we value in episode two to get to the point that we can make decisions about our identity. There's pain in the choice of blaming because it perpetuates our problems. We don't gain access to them until we own them. Once they're ours, they're ours to change. So if you can, if you're going to blame anybody, blame yourself, which sounds kind of bad, but it's the best thing you could do. If ever, if it is your fault, then there's something that can be done about it. Relationships ebb and they flow. They're very fluid. They're, they're not solid. That allows for you to change your mind. That allows for them to change their mind whenever they want to. All of this is for us to learn what's working for us and what is not working for us. There are no wrong decisions. There's only things we can learn to keep doing or things we learn to stop doing. So practice being your definition take five or ten minutes look at the roles that you play in life and practice being those sentences live by that sentence that is your focus that is how we start to feel better christ is our example of this he maintained himself in all situations we can be the example to everyone around us when we maintain who we are and ourselves no matter what. I will share with you my examples. So as a coach, all right, I'm a collaborator. 
I'm a lover of knowledge and experiences with everyone around me. I help others to keep striving while proclaiming compassion and hope on our individual progression towards change and deeper connections. That's a lot of words and maybe I didn't get it to strike, but you get the idea. As a spouse, I am a lover, a friend, a supporter, a partner in problem solving while making it fun to build our eternal prosperity. Um, as a friend, I'm a lover. I'm a lover in all of these guys. I just love everybody. I'm a lover, a listener, a supporter through all things, a gatherer of all, an includer of all to enjoy as often as many things as possible together. So that's who I am as a friend. So you can make these your own, make them your very own. Do something that is, is speaks to you and what the, what the roles you have <clears throat> and completely just trust yourself here. There's a reason you struggle in certain areas and those areas could use some growth. You know what to stop doing and what to start choosing instead. So let's practice by memorizing this sentence. And when your actions don't line up with it, just own it and move into being your sentence with intention. Admitting where you are to yourself and to everyone around you. Have patience for yourself. Ask others to be patient with you as you're trying. And it takes a whole season to nurture this seed. If you picture this sentence that you're forming in that area of your life being a seed, it takes a whole season to yield fruit if you plant a seed and when you come to the point that you're realizing that this is kind of working and you're trusting yourself because you're connected to who you are and who you have always been since before this life what you will be is your own intelligence it maximizes on developing your confidence the point of making a decision and cutting away things that don't matter and only doing what matters most is that you will be living, living from your personal definition, your sentence. You can have a greater impact on the lives around you when you have the example of your own progression and determination. You are and become the example. It speaks louder than our raised voices and our ill tempers for sure. True connection is formed with intention and decision on your part and allowing agency on their part. You be your sentence, no matter what they do or say, this is happiness, this is joy. Maintaining you as best you can by choice brings about joy. So, what are you meant for in your relationships and your responsibilities? Are you trying to take on what isn't yours to take on? Answer these questions. And I will get with you in basics number four in the next podcast, and we will wrap this all up. Thank you for listening and give this podcast a rating so other people can find it. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Share with whoever came to your mind because that is how the heavens reach us is through each other. I love you all. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Subscribe to be notified when more podcasts come out. Basics, episode number four, next week. Bye.